Jesus is still trying to convey to us what heaven is like and what earth is meant to be like. And he asked them, do you understand all these things? And they said, yes, I bet they, I'll, I'll bet they did. You know, they, no, nobody can understand heaven from here. And we can't see what earth is like except from heaven. So we need somebody who's outside of it, above it, and who created it to help us understand what we're doing here. And so Jesus is using all these metaphors, which of course, they're just taken from everyday life. Most of us aren't looking for fine pearls, but we all have something that we, are, uh, that we seek ardently for in our lives. Uh, so the, each of these, for these first two, are two different ways of, of being blessed or finding something very valuable. One comes just by chance, and the other one comes after a long and diligent search. So sometimes we find something extremely valuable that, uh, that we aren't expecting and may not uh, realize what to do with or even know it's, it's valuable. Another time we have to search and we know what we're looking for and it may take a long time to get it. So each of these is a different way in which we've all had these experiences of having um, have either one way or the other, God will come to us. The, uh, the one with the, the, the one in the field is an interesting one because the individual, again, is somebody that's working. He's uh, doing some kind, of, some kind of field work, not unlike what we'd find around here. It was somebody digging, a, somebody digging something for someone. He was a hired hand, and he had some, he must have had some money. Uh, he, by chance, comes across this, this treasure. This sounds like a made-up story, but in fact, one would not infrequently find this sort of thing on property. That was one way that people secured their belongings was by burying a large portion of it somewhere in a hidden location because banks were not reliable and uh, land people's uh, possessions tended to be overrun by different invading armies and neighbors that would, that would come and, and, and steal things and that sort of thing. So this was a common way of of doing this very buried treasure you know it's it's uh, uh it's almost uh sword for it Ooh, i can't get my mind to think it's almost cliche but that's but in fact that was quite normal so people would have expected this the thing is is that this man is not the owner of the field and the owner of the field obviously doesn't know it's there so the man who finds it does not cheat and he doesn't cheat the owner either instead of just stealing it the man carefully puts it back, covers it over as if it wasn't there, and then goes and gets all the money he has, which apparently it took everything to buy, that he owned to buy it, and then he went out and made an offer on the land to the man who uh, owned it, and the man, not knowing what he had, sold it for, a, you know, for far less than it was worth, considering what was hidden on the property. Like, you know, you discovered oil, then you go and buy the land without telling the person you're obviously that you're buying it from what the real value of the land is if he doesn't know that's his problem you know so uh one man becomes rich the other man not knowing what he has loses everything we uh we find that 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 one in particular uh i find that 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 plays out in many ways in our lives that we we don't know what we have until it's gone i mean one thing one you can say about that is just we have a a limit of 100 per building here. We're fortunate to have three buildings. I think that we can have people come to Master here. St. Nez is a very 
is very fortunate in that regard. But still, I wish uh, I could go back to, to February when we were all together and innocent of anything like anything like a coronavirus. We're all packed in here at the 10:30 mass. One wonders when that will ever happen again. And we don't know what we've got till, we, till it's gone, do we? Or those who are now too ill to come, or they're, some are caring for a, a sick person, or they feel compromised, or, or you know, want to wait till the face masks are over, or whatever. And suddenly we find ourselves separated uh, by, by electronics. Although we're, we're united, we, there are more people coming to mass here now than there were before. So there's, there's an there's irony about it. People are finding a pearl of great price by finding. On, on video, things that they would never have seen otherwise. So there's, there's, a, there's a treasure hidden in the field in the midst of this, what we're going through. What I often find, it, and on many occasions, in fact, I just did a burial yesterday, and this doesn't apply to that group, but uh, um, her, her name was Yolanda. She sat in the back here at the, at the 530 Mass for about a year. She had a very nice smile. Well, I'd give her communion back there with that. We had a group of people, folks back there that would uh, wait for us to bring communion to them when we had older folks coming. The buses would drop them off from the various places around here. And she found out she made like 10 or ten to 100,000 rosaries. That's what she did. And I thought, wow, this is a great resume, you know. But uh, uh, she was kind of a treasure in a field. You didn't know it was there. But, but amongst us was somebody great. Nobody knew what she did, but, but God did. And, and the later it will come out but we find that some people when they pass away that they there'll be family members that either didn't care about the person sometimes they're too far away to help usually one person is a primary caregiver and but there's often a fight about the will and I'll often hear about this somebody cheated somebody or somebody got a loan or something you know you hear about these things but uh Everybody wants the, the the money in the will, but the first thing that often goes, the real treasure is the the parents or the grandparents' faith that they brought over, and that gets thrown in the trash can like something worthless. Well, they'll, they'll take the dough and leave the faith behind in the trash can. And, uh, of course, we know that everything on earth passes. Nothing that we go for on earth lasts forever. That's the whole point, is that we have to put everything back in the box, and then somebody else uses it. But what is, my, what is my real treasure? My treasure is my soul. Well, everybody, again, I've said this about three times, but we're all so worried about the coronavirus, and rightfully so. But what about my soul? Do we pay anywhere near that much attention to it? Uh, this body's going to die from something, but my soul is going to live forever. So maybe God is giving us a... Uh, a lesson. Maybe there's a treasure hidden in the midst of all of this that we that we find by accident, but discover that it, it becomes the most valuable thing. That we sell everything we have to receive it, which is Jesus Christ. We keep our vision on Him, and suddenly He becomes our treasure, and everything falls into place. And what we're going through at, corporately at St. Ed's and individually in the world and our country can become something valuable because we are on the road to a destination, and this is a path thing. It won't last forever, but the effects of it will. It was like St. Bernadette. My favorite saying of hers was, uh, she said to, let me see if I get this right, to suffer passes, but to have suffered remains. In other words, what we've gone through will change us, and hopefully for the better, and that's what we're looking at here. Um, the, the Pearl of Great Prices are really one of my favorite ones. It just happened to have been, just by coincidence, the reading that uh, the last mass, uh, the last day I worked for the airline was this reading. And so we had a personal record. It was kind of 
kind of like email before email existed in between the office workers, and we we would make we chat with each other that way. And I erased everything in mine and put this reading in there, and and ended it. And it's probably stayed in the system for years. I've thought about how who might have come across that, wondered why why would somebody put it. Uh, Finding the Pearl of Great Price, which to me was the priesthood, and after 30 years after I wrote that, it still is the Pearl of Great Price to me. But it, it, the real pearl is the individual things that we find. Uh, but we're look, the guy's looking for this. See, it's it's like it's like I was talking to somebody last night. It it's like the if you go to Istanbul, there's the which has been in the news lately. It's another sermon, the, the Hagia Sophia, which was built by Emperor Justinian in the sixth century and this massive building, but next to it is the Blue Mosque, where these are tourist attractions as well as that one is a prayer place, and then there's something called the Grand Bazaar. It must go for miles. You need a GPS to get out of it, and nothing but these booths and hawkers and sellers, and you can imagine this guy going from booth to booth or over at McNary during the garage sale weekend or Saturday, and they're going from house to house looking for treasures. People get up at 6 a.m. to get to the the first ones to get in line to see if somebody's giving away something cheap that they don't know how valuable it is. But this man is, is, or this woman is looking for a particular kind of pearl. And he's an expert and he knows just what to look for. And it doesn't say whether the seller knows the value or not, but the buyer does. And when he finds it, he knows exactly what he was looking for and he sells everything to buy it. And what is Christ talking about? The kingdom of heaven that nothing should separate me from heaven, that heaven is the one, as St. Therese said, this is one of my favorite sayings of hers, St. Therese, uh, I keep it out on the, uh, going in and out of the house, to kind of, it's kind of a way of re- relocating yourself. Let us keep our eyes fixed on heaven, the one true and only object of our labors. She went through a lot in her, in her brief life, but she kept her eyes fixed on heaven. Even when she couldn't see it, even when things looked the darkest in her community, she kept her eyes there. And this is what we're called to do because that's our pearl or great price. This is our ace in the hole. We know that, that history has a purpose, that God works everything to good for us, the second reading says, that we really have nothing to fear. We might, if we were to come before God this week, we might say, what about this coronavirus? Or somebody in my family lost my job, or we're worried about this and that. And he said, said, didn't I tell you the end of the story? Didn't I, didn't I let you read the last chapter? Why were you worried? You know, all of this is working to your good. Didn't I tell you you have to go through something for me? Didn't I? He is the pearl of great price. And yet, just like 2,000 years ago, the Lord looks not valuable. That's uh, it's one of my favorite themes because it, it occurs constantly in Scripture. Jesus makes himself look unvaluable, like the smallest present under the tree, like uh, the, the man that he was, a carpenter with workers' hands and a, and a thick accent from northern Galilee. Who would have thought that that was God? He came from a, a backwater town called Nazareth, and nobody would have believed it. In fact, they, nobody believed it. That's why they crucified him, and they're still doing it today. The church has always been under attack. Whenever there's, 
issues, the Christianity is the first thing that's got to go because we're, we, we know the truth. We, we are grounded in something besides this world. And once you are grounded in something besides the immediate current events, and you can't, aren't blown away by every media uh, wind that blows here, there, and everywhere, we're, we're grounded not in today's news, but the good news. And when we are grounded in scripture and in church tradition and in a relationship with the Lord, we begin to see things as they really are. The Holy Spirit begins to tune us in. And so then when we find, when something drops in our lap, we can see it for what it maybe really is, a treasure of the moment. And we're willing to, we find it, we, we see it, and we go for it. And again, the treasure uh, that we're looking for, we know what it is when we find it. I know what I'm talking about because uh, I look for at least 13 or 14 years before entering the seminary, you know, just look and look, where is that, where is this thing that God keeps calling for? And he makes us look for a long time sometimes before we, we seek it. Just so the two priests that were here, Fathers Nile and Corbinian, Father Corbinian came right into the priesthood. Father Nile had a, had a career before he came in the priesthood. So one found, found it immediately. He wouldn't think so, but when you come in at, at 18, that's immediate to me. But Father Now was in his, his 30s when he came in. And so the, there's the difference there. And it makes a difference in how you approach things. God want, wants some of us to come into the ministry early, some later. Some get married earlier, some later. Some have this, some have that. But God works it all to good. And in the end, the Lord finally finishes by saying, you're in a world now with every conceivable thing in the sea. And it looks as though God doesn't care or as if, you know, we're all jumbled together in here. But in fact, God's keeping an eye on everything. He lets us all live in the sea, which is the world, uh, our water world that we live in. But one day he's going to pull that dragnet, that bottom, that bottom scraper that, that takes everything and then throws, we, they keep the good and the rest is going to get burned. In other words, we have, one, we have this one life in which to make a choice for God, and when it's over, it's over. So God gives us that last opportunity at the end of our lives, and then we are what we are. So life is an opportunity. It's hard, I think it's hard to see an opportunity in all of this. I was not pleased to hear us go down to 100. I was pleased to hear that the churches in Portland have gone up to, to 50 from 25. I'm sure they're happy about that. When you think of the cathedral that holds probably at least... 1,500, maybe 2,000 people with 25 in it, it's, it's kind of sad, isn't it? But there's still an opportunity in that. Uh, either we're having a longing to come back to our communion, our community, and the Eucharist physically, if you aren't receiving spiritually, or uh, we're going to begin to be like that field that had clay under it, shallow ground that when we're separated we begin to die because we're not praying at home we're not taking the initiative and we've got to take the initiative we've got to we've got to grow our faith on our own here a little bit we all have to take the initiative we're trying to help you with things on our website and all kinds of things we're putting more and more links on there for you to look at form bible studies online masses and still the holy hours from our good friends that have been gone for a month now but it's up to us and well, I recognize the opportunity. It's almost always going to come as something that doesn't look valuable. I would bet that treasure chest looked like a piece of junk until that guy opened it. 
I will bet that most of us would never have recognized that pearl, but the expert did. So on one hand, sometimes we're looking for it. What am I seeking in my life? The other times, am I ready to see it when it drops in my lap? But in both cases, our Lord uses these kinds of images to say, heaven is among us. I'm going to be blessing you. Everything works to good. Look for me to bless your life. Look for me to give you uh, good things. Uh, have hope. Believe that I have history is in my hands. Uh, what looks like a mess right now is a very temporary condition. I, the Lord himself is permitting that. It's our time of mercy when all of us are together. One day, all will be sorted out. Everything will be explained. But also, the, land, the time of opportunity will be over when we have the explanation. So now we look and seek, and one day we receive and we live forever with God. Amen.